0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.
1: Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We got a lot of football to cover and some NASCAR. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove
0: Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hey, good looking.
1: Welcome in to an all new edition of the sports stove podcast presented by righteous felon jerky stocking stuffers are needed and they're needed really fast and you can get your stocking stuffers at righteousfelon.com with your new favorite flavor of beef jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15. You're going to get a discount. It's usually 15% off. There's possibly 20% off right now. I'm not sure when that stops, but you use the same code either way. You're either getting 15 or 20. It's a good deal either way. Uh, And you can get it at RighteousFelon.com. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined as I am every Wednesday by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? good
0: doing good a lot going on in the sports world for sure a lot to talk about yeah plenty of things
1: happening uh of course the coaching carousel is spinning in college football we'll talk about that in a moment uh the car- coaching carousel spinning in the nfl as well we'll talk about that when we get to it also want to start off the show with some nascar news uh first of all my plan is Uh, starting in February to actually cover NASCAR a little bit more. Well, we haven't covered it at all. So covering it a little bit more consistently in the new year, whether that be through writing articles or talking about it on the show. Uh, But nonetheless, NASCAR reaches a seven-year, $7.7 billion media rights deal. Fox and NBC will stay on as the primary coverages. Fox will get the first 14 races. NBC will get the last 14 races. But in between those, uh, it is Amazon Prime jumping in uh, to the arena, along with uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery uh, jumping in as well. The CW, they got in on Xfinity. They're going to cover all the Xfinity races next year, as well as the practices. Uh, But when they have, they're going to have three races on Amazon Prime uh, in the summer. And that'll be the first time ever it has been exclusively streaming, that is, NASCAR. So uh, big money for NASCAR, which helps the teams ultimately make some more money, too, which hopefully helps some of the younger drivers who struggle to get the uh, sponsorships and things like that. Gets them uh, in some rides and gives them some opportunities as well. So there you go. Some NASCAR news to get us started today. Um, Let's see here. Let's move on to college football, though, Dad. There's a lot happening. We've already seen some coaches get fired, uh, coaches get hired. The most recent Colorado's uh, offensive coordinator takes over the San Diego State job, uh, which is interesting. And even more interesting, Bobby Petrino returns to Arkansas as the offensive coordinator. Um, interesting hire there. If I'm Sam Pittman at Arkansas, I don't like this hire one bit because I um, mean basically they're just waiting to fire Sam Pittman and now they've got the next coach right there on the staff ready to go as soon as they fire Pittman when he loses two games next year. So I, along with the already controversial hire of Bobby Petrino with his past and everything there at Arkansas, um, interesting to say the least. Uh, thoughts on the coaching carousel so far in college football?
0: Well, a lot, like I said, a lot going on. And, um, well, yeah, Petrino, I did notice that. I, I was really – I mean, really, I was shocked, even though you don't get shocked at hardly anything anymore, <laughs> that was a little surprising. And uh, of course we've had some coaches that we know you mentioned, uh, Tom Allen last week, you know, um, out there at Indiana and, um, I've followed, uh, middle Tennessee state for a long time. And Rick stock still been there, I think 16 years and he has been relieved there, um, So it'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more. And with a lot of those um, coaches moving, you know, there'll probably be a lot of moving around. So we'll see.
1: Mike Elko gets the uh, Texas A&M job. He goes from Duke to A&M. Of course, earlier in the week, it was reported Mark Stoops was headed to A&M. That was at night. In the morning, it was, no, Mark Stoops is staying. The most hilarious uh, of obviouses, if that's not even a word, Uh, though occurred with that situation texas a&m says that they basically had everything in place to hire stoops but then the board of regents did not approve the hire so they backed out Uh, if you ask mark stoops mark stoops has said nope i realized i just wanted to be at kentucky i was not going to go to texas a&m sure i talked to him but no, i decided i wanted to stay so the classical i pulled my name out of the hat when the reality was the hat didn't have your name in it at the end of the day (laughs) anyhow. Uh, But Stoops stays in Kentucky, which I don't think is good for Kentucky. He has been good for Kentucky, don't get me wrong, Uh, but he's not going to get them to win the SEC. So um, I think they plateaued under Mark Stoops, and I think it would have been better for Kentucky to move on personally. Um, That being said, I don't really care for Kentucky, so I don't care if they struggle um, or do well or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Um, in the least, as long as they don't beat the teams that I cheer for. Uh, So that being said, plenty of things going on in college football. Of course, the big game this weekend, Ohio State loses to Michigan. Uh, Michigan now uh, has – they control their destiny. All they got to do is beat Iowa, and they're in the playoffs. And even if they lose to Iowa, there's a chance they could still be in the playoffs. You know, we only have four undefeated teams left at the top. Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. And Florida State's looking pretty good even without their starting quarterback. Um, but championship weekend could knock one of these teams out as well. data the four undefeated teams that are left at the top, uh, which do you think is the most likely to lose in a conference championship game?
0: Um, I would think the most likely to lose would be, let's see, who does Florida State play? I looked at that, but. Louisville, I think Louisville. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would say Washington would be the one that would have the best chance of losing. Um, but they're probably the one I hope does not lose. You know, I looked at this a little bit today. Um, this would really be wild if all four of those top teams lost. Oh, my. Um, yeah. I, I don't think Michigan will probably because with Iowa um, you know, Georgia and Alabama, you wouldn't think so, but you don't know. But, um, if all four of those teams lost, that would really throw things with all, so many one, one loss teams. Um, and again, the easiest thing would be if all four of those teams win right. when they're in and there's no, if, if any of them lose, there's probably going to be some controversy. Um, but maybe not if Oregon wins, cause right. they they'd have one loss, um, from there um so we, we we will see it'll be interesting to watch these games and uh, see where it goes because you've got some you got texas lurking there. of course you got alabama playing uh georgia and um so we'll we, we, we'll see hopefully really i think the easiest thing would be well even though i don't necessarily like those all those four teams in there um that would be the the the, the most convenient thing would be for those four teams to win, stay undefeated. Odds are that probably won't happen.
1: Yeah. So Washington beat Oregon back on October 14th by three points, 36 to 33. So if Oregon beats Washington, and let's say it's close, let's say it's a three-point game. I mean, doesn't Washington have the argument to say, hey, we still belong? <laughs> I mean, even though they didn't win the championship, sure, but that's not the way it works. Um, I think if Oregon beats Washington, Oregon's in. I think I agree with you. I think Washington is the most likely to lose. Michigan's not going to lose because Iowa doesn't know how to score points. Um, now, their defense has been solid, but now Michigan's got that one in, in, in hand. Georgia is the better team. I think undoubtedly the better team in Georgia, Alabama. I don't think that means they're going to blow them out necessarily, um, but I don't think it's going to be a field goal game. It could be but I don't think it is Georgia is a five and a half point favorite in that Alabama matchup. I think Georgia wins, um, Florida state and Louisville. Listen, I, I have not watched a lot of Florida state this year. Louisville just got handed, uh, a a lost (laughs) Kentucky. They should have never lost that game. I'd never believed in Louisville this year, even though they had a good record, Florida state's only a two and a half point favorite in that game. Um, so that's intriguing to say the least. Um, so I, I mean, I guess I don't fully trust Florida State, but I think Washington is the most likely to lose. Will they lose? Not. I, I'm not saying that necessarily. Michigan, by the way, is 21 and a half point favorite over Iowa, uh, by far the largest uh, spread of those four teams. So it'll be fun. I mean, if you got uh, Ohio State, Oregon, Texas, and Alabama looming, um, Alabama is the only Alabama and Oregon are the only two that are playing in that. So I don't see Ohio State and Texas jumping into the Final Four, but I think Alabama and Oregon could, with a win, um, get there. But worst-case scenario for these teams, Dan, is if Georgia loses and another team loses. Because then you got Georgia and Alabama both going to make the playoffs and then then the other two teams that are left, uh, which always gets people riled up if they're not SEC fans um, at the very least. Um, So that could be a fun one um, as well, but it is what it is. Uh, college football winding down championship weekend coming up. Um, and we'll continue to cover everything as the games go on there. Um, let's see here. Let's go ahead and move on dad to the NFL and another fun week ahead in the NFL with some really good matchups, some interesting storylines along the way. New England doesn't know who their quarterback is. That's always fun um when you know it's the old classic if you got two you don't got one and new england doesn't have one uh but what's more interesting is the news that came out this week dad that aaron rogers is uh open to return to practice and uh and if he does there's that potential for his to play this year i think this is the stupidest thing they could possibly do he's already old he's already injury prone and now you're going to throw him in early then and you're already the likelihood of you winning the Super Bowl is slim right now, in my opinion, at least. I think you're just risking him getting hurt again and being out next season with some kind of injury um this 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 year. But hey, as I said on Twitter, Aaron gets what Aaron wants. And if Aaron wants to practice and Aaron wants to play, guess what? The Jets are gonna let him do whatever he wants. I just think it's a stupid idea. Um, is is am I wrong on this? How how do you feel about Rogers returning?
0: Well, um, you know, we will see, you know, again, you know, he wants to be a guy that's come back and do something, you know, that nobody's ever done for as coming back that quick is concerned. It will be a little bit, again, the Jets, I think the Jets are in trouble. I think the Jets are basically out of it. And if they lose another couple, it it will at least be several games before he would actually play in a game. And I think the Jets will not be in the hunt at that point. And I don't think it would make any sense for him or the Jets to risk um, an injury, um, you know, um, if there isn't a lot on the line and there's, there's no, even if you're fighting to get the last playoff spot, um, you know, you're, you're not talking about, you know, you're, you're not talking about a, a chance for the super bowl. Um, again, where's their offensive line at, um, you know, what teams are they playing? Um, I, I'll be a little surprised. I, I if he comes back to practice, then he can say, Hey, I made it back or whatever. Uh, but I don't know that he will play in a game and I don't know that the medical staff will clear him. Um, you know, again, I don't know how the jets are set up necessarily on that, but, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it'd be a mistake for him, um, for sure to try to do that. And, um, you know, the jets will see
1: Aaron Rodgers likes his publicity and uh, there's one way to stay in the news cycle. It's be at practice. So uh, so maybe that's just it. Maybe he's trying to get that narrative pointing as positive as possible is look at this guy and look at all that work that he did, and um, he's healthier than everybody else. He recovered faster than everybody else. He was going to play, but the team didn't let him because they were out of the playoff race. Who knows? Um, He is an egotist, but uh, we'll figure out more as that goes along. But surprisingly, at least I thought, Frank Wright gets fired from Carolina this week. Not only him as quarterback coach and, uh, McCown and the running back coach to Staley, uh, who were two of the more popular hires that he made when he came in, they get fired as well. Um, I, to me Dad, I don't understand first year coaches getting fired. Um, especially before the general manager, <laughs> like, wouldn't you fire the general manager? and say, well, he didn't have enough talent there to make things happen, and had the general manager not traded away the first uh, their first-round pick for next year, they'd be in a good spot to draft a top quarterback, maybe in history, the way they're talking about Caleb Williams. Instead, we traded up. We got Bryce Young. It hasn't worked out yet. Let's blame it on the coach. To me, this is a classic overreaction. Um, but again, we don't know what happened inside those rooms. We don't know what Frank Reich said to the owner. I know they met weekly, so there's a chance that Frank Reich just didn't sit well with the owner, some things that he said. And the owner's like, yeah, we're done with this. We're moving on from you. Um, But, man, one year in, he becomes, I think they said, the first coach to be fired in back-to-back years. Um, So, Frank Reich, man, in a bad situation in Carolina. And I cannot see, Dad, how anybody of any worth would want to coach in Carolina right now. Um, I could see if it's a guy that's just looking for a job and you can't turn down an NFL job if you get one. Um, you know, if you're, if you're some assistant coach somewhere, maybe a college coach trying to break in, whatever it may be, you say, Hey, I can't pass up this opportunity. But anybody, the John, the Jim Harbaughs, um, the, I don't know who, I don't try to think of who the popular names are right now for the coaches, but nobody of any worth is going to want to go to Carolina. They're going to wait for jobs like the Chargers, um, the Bears maybe if they open up, Uh, New England if it opens up. There's going to be places to go work that are going to be a better work environment than Carolina. I think Carolina's going to struggle to get a solid, proven coach uh, coming up just with the way they've handled things as of late.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't think a coach that has choices um, would choose Carolina over anything um, there. I don't think there's any doubt about that because – Part of it, you know, is, is somewhat is the talent they have and the fact that they don't have the draft choice um, from there. And uh, the owner, yeah, again, I mean, the deal, it wouldn't make sense if him and Frank Reich just don't get along because he should have never hired him if that was the case. He would have known more about that. Frank Reich is a little bit of a proven coach. You know, I thought that was a good hire for them. Um, there, and like you said, he's gotten rid of a couple assistants that are, are very capable guys, so um, yeah, I, I don't know where Carolina goes. That really is, um, you know, it, it was surprising as far as getting fired, like you said, a first year guy, um, you know, definitely during the season, of course, last year, Denver fired their first year coach, also. Um, so, you know, we, we will see. But I, I don't believe Carolina would be able to hire anybody like Denver did. So, um, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what situation. Uh, it's a real puzzling situation at this point. Yeah, I mean, look at the roster, though. I mean, Denver
1: went out and got got Russell Wilson. And they were so atrocious and so bad. I don't think Carolina is looked at as atrocious right now. I mean, they're losing, but they they don't have much of a roster. I mean, you can name their quarterback. You can name one of their defensive players. Most people can't name people from Carolina right now. The roster's not good. That's not Frank Reich's fault. Um, I'm surprised by it. Uh, You know, getting fired in your first year is one thing, but this situation just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't know. We'll see where they go from here. You know, you can look again, you can say, well, look what Texans are doing with their rookie quarterback. Well, yeah, you could have drafted that quarterback, but you didn't. And so, and so I think that you'd be in a better situation had you drafted that quarterback, but hindsight's 2020. What are you going to do? Carolina becomes the second team looking for a head football coach. No, I think a guy's like Dan Quinn, dad. I think Dan Quinn is, is prime candidate to get a job next year. He's not going to Carolina. If that's the only job available, I don't think Dan Quinn's going to Carolina. I think he looks at that job and goes, "No, nope, no, ain't worth it. I'll wait, I'll wait another year and see what happens." Um, like I said, you're going to have to get someone just desperate for a head coaching job, I think in Carolina. Um, we'll see how that one shakes out though. Uh, let's get into our games for this week, dad. We'll get into our pick sixes. Again, we're picking the three primetime games and then three random games, and I did not like our options this week, Dan. Um, not not a fan of these these spreads and these picks. So let's start off with Thursday night, tomorrow night, Dallas hosting Seattle, Dallas eight and three on the year, Seattle six and five, Dallas eight and a half point favorites at home against Seattle. How are you feeling about that game on Thursday?
0: Well, I agree with you. The picks were not good this week. Um, And, you know, hard to make, but um, looking at that one again, Dallas being at home and Dallas, the way they've played, um, even though eight and a half is a lot, I'll go with Dallas on that. Seattle has been real up and down. I don't know that they can play with them. And with Dallas being at home, um, I would think they would continue to roll and, um, you know, they could win by 10 points. I think easy enough. Now, Seattle's a team that can always come up and play and surprise you. So you never know, but I, I can't more. Well, the last few weeks, I don't have enough confidence in Seattle, Uh, to to say they'll cover. So I'll go with Dallas. Our
1: Cowboys insider had a heart attack this week, and we're thankful that he's okay. You may have just given him a second heart attack uh, by (laughs) by picking Dallas. Uh, You've never said anything nice about Dallas Uh, until this year. A couple times now you've said something nice. Um, I'm I'm with you. Man, I wanted to pick Seattle in this game. Um, Eight and a half is a big number. Um, Thursday night is always kind of a weird thing, too. Dallas is just a little bit too explosive for me to say Seattle can cover that. I mean, some places have it even at nine points, so I'm going to take Dallas at eight and a half. But I admit I'm not comfortable with it. Um, I I wouldn't have picked this game if I didn't have to <laughs> in this in in this this round. Um, Sunday night, Dad uh, rematch of Super Bowl one. The Kansas City Chiefs will travel to Green Bay. Green Bay has some momentum, but they're facing a pretty tough team in Kansas City. Kansas City 8-3, and three, Green Bay 5-6. and six. Green Bay is 6.5-point underdogs at home this week against Kansas City. Prime time uh, is something that we Packer fans have learned to love with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And I think there's a day coming that we're going to love it with Jordan Love also. I'm not sure if this is the week, though, that we're going to get super excited. But how do you feel about Green Bay 6.5-point underdogs on Sunday night?
0: Well, like you said, this is a rematch of Super Bowl One, except Len Dawson and Bart Starr won't be there. So that is a little bit different. Um, looking at this one, um, again, you know, I'm going to be a little prejudiced, but um, I would think Kansas City will win this game. Can Green Bay keep it closer than six and a half? Yes, I I think they can. I think maybe they could pull an upset. I mean, I've listened to a lot uh, of stations up in Wisconsin this week, and, boy, there's people saying, you know, we can have another upset here or whatever. Um, And Kansas City has been a little bit up and down. So we'll see. We'll find out if Green Bay's offense really has um, improved. Um, if it can play against Kansas City's defense, then um, you know maybe they can keep this close. And if they keep it close, anything could happen. Again, you know, it's it's a prime time game. It's a home game. The weather's not going to affect Kansas City at all. That one doesn't affect them. So, um, it may not be the wisest pick, but I'm going to go with Green Bay to cover.
1: Oh, you've drunk the Kool Aid. Um, listen, the rest of the schedule lays out nicely for green Bay, but Kansas city is the better team here. If, if, if green Bay wins or even covers, I'll gladly admit that I'm wrong, but I think Kansas city wins this game by at least the touchdown, if not more, Aaron Jones is not healthy. And if Aaron Jones is not healthy, the Packers are going to have a really hard time against good teams. And, uh, you know, AJ Dillon's looked better than he, than he did early in the season. Christian Watson's finally showing up. The receivers are there, but at the end of the day, dad, uh, man, Kansas City's tough. Um, so I'm gonna go Kansas City in this one. Obviously, I'm cheering for Green Bay. I'd love to be wrong in this situation. Um, but I have not drunk the Kool-Aid. I still I'm not even buying into the Packers or our playoff team at this point. Um, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Kansas City in this one. Six and a half was low enough for me to say, yeah, yeah, I think I'll go Kansas City. Uh, Monday night is Jacksonville and Cincinnati, Jacksonville at home, eight and three, the number one seed in the AFC right now, uh, facing off against Cincinnati, who is without their star quarterback, uh, Jacksonville, eight and a half point favorites at home. How do you sit with Jacksonville and Cincinnati?
0: Well, this is a tough one, too, because Jacksonville's been real up and down. You know, I've there for a long time. I thought, well, they're one of the dominant teams in the AFC. But um, now th- they are at home. But to me, eight and a half is too many points. Um, I think Cincinnati will, will, will really play on Monday night. Again, I would expect Jacksonville to win. But I'll go with the underdog on this one. I've had good luck on underdogs lately. So we'll go with Cincinnati to cover.
1: Yeah, I'm going Jacksonville. Um, I just feel like Jacksonville is uh, so much better at this point than Cincinnati. I don't, I don't have any confidence that Cincinnati's going to win games down the stretch. And granted, they could cover eight and a half and not win, um, but Jacksonville, like I said, they're starting to find their groove a little bit. Uh, Travis Etienne has been playing really well. Lawrence has been playing better as well. So I'm going to go Jacksonville in this one. And uh, trying to maintain their spot at number one in the AFC uh, going into this week. Um, let's see here. It's interesting. We'll talk about. It. I'll wait. I'll wait and talk about the seedings and everything. Uh, I guess technically Baltimore is number one. I apologize. Uh, all right. Let's get into the other three games that we've got. What's game number four for you this week?
0: Um. Again, it's a big number and it's a team on the road, but um, I'm all about Miami. I think Miami will beat Washington. I think they can do the nine and a half. And so I'll take the Dolphins over the Commanders.
1: I mean, they're definitely capable of it. I mean, Miami is going to win that game. Uh, uh, shouldn't be any question about that one. Um, yeah, I stayed away from that nine and a half number, just a little bit too much for me to play on. So I chose to stay away from that one. But, Dad, I did go to Florida for my game, uh, Tampa Bay hosting Carolina. Those games where you've got a new head coach can spark some life into a team. Maybe all of a sudden Bryce Young is given all the tools that he needs to play great. But I've been riding that Baker train all year. I'll stick with it. Tampa Bay five-and-a-half point favorites at home against the lowly Carolina Panthers. Uh, Thoughts on that game?
0: yeah i i looked at that game the five and a half you know um again tampa's been a little bit up and down but like i said carolina um you know could could be in shambles or carolina could rally you never know so i i just didn't pick that game all right next game that you have game number five um i will take the houston texans over denver Houston's at home three and a half. Again, this Denver's played a little better lately, but I, you know, you and I have talked. I think Houston, Houston's a real thing. I think they can make uh, the playoffs here, and this would be a big game for them there at home. And uh, so three and a half, I'll go with Houston over the Broncos. Yeah,
1: man. Um, I I looked at this one, Dad. Denver scares me. Um, ultimately, is why I stayed away from this one. My heart says pick Houston. Um, I like Houston better than I like Denver, but at the end of the day, Denver just scares me a little too much right now. Um, and so I stayed away from that one also. But Houston is playing some really fun football right now. Um, let's see here. My fifth game is the Detroit Lions on the road in New Orleans, three and a half point favorites. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not high on Detroit. Um, I haven't been high on them really at all this year, but I'm really low on New Orleans right now. So I'm going to go Detroit three and a half on the road uh, favorites. Uh, I just think the Lions win this game by more than a field goal. Thoughts on that game?
0: I, I looked at that game for a while and probably I'm I yeah, I might have picked Detroit. I thought about that. I could have picked New Orleans again, you know. New Orleans you just don't know. When you think they're out of it, all of a sudden they win a game, then you think, well, they're gonna be okay, and then they, you know, they they lose when they shouldn't. So um I stayed away from that game, but probably Denver's the wise pick or Detroit's the wise Great. pick.
1: All right, who's the last game that you picked this week?
0: Yeah, it was really hard to find another game, and I, 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 <laughs> I found a game I was going to pick, and then I've really gone back and forth on who to pick, but um, it's the Rams and Cleveland game. Uh, the Rams are at home, and again, you know, the Rams have looked a little better, um, you know, with their, getting their quarterback back, but I've been strong on Cleveland all year, and with their defense – so I'm going to go with Cleveland again. I've had good luck lately with underdogs. So we'll go Cleveland to cover the three and a half, even out in L.A.
1: I originally picked Cleveland also, Dad. Uh, I switched off of that game. Um, Joe Flacco might get the start this week. I, I mean, my goodness, the Cleveland defense is good. But, I I mean, Joe Flacco versus Matt Stafford a decade ago might intrigue me. Um it only scares me picking games. I, I I don't think I can pick Joe Flacco. Not in his first game back, you know. So that's that's what scares me about that. L.A., I don't really want to pick them either. The running back has been phenomenal in fantasy football. Um, Stafford's got some weapons. I think, I don't know. I'm staying away from that game. My last game, Dad, I decided to go with Philadelphia. They're a home underdog. They're 10-1 and one on the year, and they're a home underdog. The San Francisco blows my mind. I just think I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. And I think that at home, there's no way they should lose this game, even though San Francisco's defense is very, very good. I think Philadelphia wins the game. So I pick Philadelphia at minus two and a half uh, against San Francisco. What's your thoughts on, on that breakdown?
0: Yeah, I would think Philadelphia probably ought to win that. But when I looked at that game, that's just scary because you don't know sure. what's going to happen with San Francisco and with their defense. Philadelphia, they're not going to take their foot off the gas, but they are in good shape at their, with their record. So um, And San Francisco needs to keep up. But again, being at home in Philadelphia, you, know, you would think um, I probably would have picked Philadelphia if I picked it. But that one scares me a little bit. You know, to me, you have to be careful picking against San Francisco, too.
1: Well, I mean, this game holds major implications on the number one seed in the NFC. Um, I mean, if San Francisco wins this game, they're only a game behind Philly, and they get the tiebreaker, that's a big deal. Philadelphia needs to win this game just as badly as San Francisco does. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm going Philadelphia in that one. All right, let's run through some of the other games that we haven't discussed just yet. Indianapolis is the road favorite against Tennessee. Um, Gardner Minshew showed some magic this week again, Uh, but only one and a half points. I looked at this game. I do not trust Tennessee, but to be honest with you, I don't trust Indiana at this point either. Jonathan Taylor out for two weeks with a thumb surgery, Um, so I might even would have leaned Tennessee in this game, but uh, either way, I stayed away from it. I I think Tennessee wins this game, though, Dad. Um, not that they're good, but I don't think Indiana is that good either. Indianapolis. So, um, I don't know. I don't know where that one goes. How about you?
0: I was going to pick Indianapolis until like you said, with Jonathan Taylor being out, um, to feel confident that Tennessee's going to win this. Um, I can't ever feel confident about (laughs) Tennessee. So, um, you know, again, I hope Indianapolis wins. It'll continue to make the division interesting, but, um, you know, it, 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 I guess it won't be surprising if Tennessee does. Um, we'll see. Uh, man,
1: talking about teams you're not confident in, Atlanta travels to New York to play the Jets. The Falcons are the favorites on the road, two and a half points. Um, the Jets, again, I, I would assume Tim Boyle is still starting. I haven't heard anything different on that. Tim Boyle, listen, played at DKU, was the Green Bay Packer quarterback like Tim Boyle, he is not an NFL starting quarterback and I don't think the Jets are going to win any games with them. Uh, but still having said that, I do not trust Atlanta at all. So I didn't pick this game either, but I think Atlanta wins this game.
0: Yeah. I, again, this is one I almost picked and I would have picked Atlanta. Um, cause again, I just don't think the Jets, um, are any good, but Atlanta, you know, um, you know, they're not dominant either, but they have played better later. I talked to, uh, uh, a friend of mine today who is a falcons fan and um you know he, he he just he he does not confident about their quarterback situation that's for sure but he is glad that they you know are, are doing better so uh, i would think atlanta would win this but we'll see it seems like atlanta beats themselves more than teams beat atlanta
1: yeah. um i don't know if that means the coaching change is needed they definitely need a quarterback we'll see how that one shakes down uh pittsburgh uh gaining some steam five and a half point favorites at home against arizona right now pittsburgh is challenging for the division still surprisingly enough uh and in the playoff hunt as it currently sits um but i stayed away from this one too because i don't i mean i've picked pittsburgh recently but i don't know i mean i don't think arizona wants to win that being said You just never know what's going to happen. Pittsburgh's another, just uh, one of those teams, you just don't know what's going to happen with them. So I stayed away from it. I think Pittsburgh does win though.
0: Yeah, it was a few too many points because you never know. Arizona can play tough with people and Pittsburgh doesn't score a lot. So um, again, Pittsburgh should win this and they can really stay in the playoff hunt uh, if they do. But Arizona has surprised some people. So yeah, I, I definitely stayed away from that one pretty quick. Uh, The last game we haven't talked about yet is the Chargers and the
1: Patriots. The loser of this game, I think, is guaranteed to not have their head coach uh, next year. Quite honestly, maybe neither one of these teams has their coach next year. I think Brandon Staley needs to be fired. I think he is wasting uh, all that talent in Los Angeles. I think Dan Quinn should be the Chargers coach next year um, for the record. But New England stinks, and they don't have a quarterback. The Chargers stink, but they do have a quarterback. So I'll take the Chargers in this one. But uh, you know my rule. I'm not picking the Chargers in my pick sixes, so I could not pick them this week. But I think the Chargers win this game.
0: Yeah, this is um, – I think you're right. I don't think either of these coaches will be uh, with these teams next year. I think Belichick will will um, move on into the sunset there, or he should. Um mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Staley, again, you know, he may not make it or or the coach there may not make it through the year. So um, I think there's still a possibility Belichick will be there through the year, no doubt about that. Um, But, um, yeah, that is definitely a game to stay away from, and I don't think it's one that will garner a lot of interest. Not for me, that's for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm not watching that game. Uh, (laughs) Let's look at the uh, situation currently in each of the conferences. Baltimore. Kansas City, Jacksonville, Miami currently holding the top four seeds with Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Indianapolis uh, as the next three in Houston and Denver right on the outside. Buffalo on the outside as well. Um, This is going to change over the next several weeks. I still think Buffalo makes the playoffs. I think Houston jumps Indianapolis as well. Um, and I think Cleveland falls out of it. So I think it's going to look like Baltimore, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Miami, Pittsburgh, Houston, Buffalo is what I think the AFC is going to look like before it's all said and done. But, hey, Denver's hanging around there. They're on a five-game win streak, uh, by the way, and uh, and looking pretty solid right now. Also, um, New England's fighting for that first uh, overall draft pick uh, this year in the AFC uh, we've already talked about kind of surprises and different things going on, but let's let's stick to the top of it, Dad. Uh, Baltimore is a half game up on Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Miami. Who do you think closes out the year as the AFC number one overall
0: seed? Um, that, you know, like I said, it, it's been such an up-and-down year. It's hard to tell with this many games left. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Baltimore doesn't stay there. They very easily could. Kansas City would probably be more of the favorite. Um, Miami is awfully good also. So um, this thing's going to bounce around, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, I think it's Kansas City. I think they get the one seed before it's all said and done. On the NFC side, Philadelphia with a two-game lead over San Francisco. Detroit as well. um, And Dallas all two games back. The four seed, though, right now would be Atlanta, who's five and six uh, on the year. And then Dallas, Seattle, and Minnesota round out the seven. Green Bay, uh, the Rams, and the Saints are all sitting right there at five and six, a game back from those other teams. Actually, a half game back from Minnesota. Um, I, I think Philadelphia is the clear-cut favorite in the NFC. But, again, we talked about it last week, 49ers. I think the 49ers and the Cowboys are in the next tier. And then below that would be, like, the Lions. Um I don't know. We watched the Lions get beat by the Packers on Thanksgiving. Dad, do you still feel like they're a legit uh, top, top-tier top
0: team in the NFC? Um, No. I mean, I, I don't know about top-tier. I think they will win the division because they're kind of in good shape there yeah. from that. But, um, no, I, I don't think they'll, they'll they'll be a real force in the playoffs. And they'd be a team that could get beat in the first round. Um, right, you know, you kind of saw them on Thanksgiving Day. So um, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't see them as a threat at all. Um, if the year, if the playoffs started today, they would be playing uh, Seattle. Um, I mean, they could get beat by Seattle. <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, that'd be a tight game. I think, but that's who they'd be facing um, as it sits right now. So we'll see how it all shakes down. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think Philadelphia is just the best team in the NFC. And now they play San Francisco this week and maybe that'll change my mind. But at this point, at this point, I don't see that change in my mind. Um, all right. So that's the NFL news that we got, uh, dad, I don't have a whole lot to talk about with college basketball. Um, what else do you want to chat about before we, uh, conclude the show today?
0: Well, um, I just want to give a shout out. um, My old high school back in Illinois, Camp Point Central High School, they won the 1A state championship, first state championship uh, for that high school. uh, Really, I think in any sport, but definitely in football, they were runners up in 2000. 18 runners-up last year, and they won 14 to nothing. They had quite the defense this year, so uh, congratulations to the Panthers from Camp Point Central High School. Um, Also, I know you love to get updates, and of course two weeks ago, the Predators were on a four-game losing streak, and tonight they're on a six-game winning streak and have a good chance to win tomorrow, so I think um, they may be catching on to the coach's new philosophy and, uh, it was fun to follow the predators. And, um, again, you know, the Packers give me a little bit of hope now too. So, um, we'll keep going for another week or so.
1: Oh, dad, you should have learned from the Reds this year. Hope is the worst thing that you can possibly have. Um, I tried <laughs> to tell all Reds fans this year at the all-star break, don't get too excited. It's all going to come crashing down. And, no, everybody said I was wrong. No, no, Vince, you don't get it. Cincinnati's good this year. I tried to tell you. Uh, Dad, I'd just tell you the same thing with the Packers. You know I love the Packers. You know I'd be all for them winning. Um, Now, I did tell – here's a bold statement for you, Dad. All right, here you go. You'll like this one. Me and my kids were talking this week about the Packers, and I predicted if the Packers make the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, so there you go. If they make the playoffs, the Packers will be in the Super Bowl. Um, I do not think they're going to make the playoffs, but if they do, they're, they're Super Bowl bound. So you heard it right here on, uh, what is this, November the 29th, I think? Uh, yeah, November the 29th at 8.42 p.m. If the Packers make the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, any thoughts on that, Dad?
0: Well, I, I, am a lot more optimistic about the playoffs just based on the five teams they're playing after this game. I mean, they've got a really, really good shot here. Um, I will have to disagree if they make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to the super bowl. Um, but uh, at this point, I think I think they have a good chance to make the playoffs or at least to have a winning record, which did not look that way a few weeks ago. And um, whatever the Packers have shown, they've got potential. Now, again, they have to stay away from injuries. Jordan Love has to not get injured. And um, we'll see how the year goes.
1: You say you got hope. Man, I give you all the hope in the world and you smash it back in my face. Um, that's okay, though. <laughs> Uh, listen, I want to remind people Christmas is coming very, very soon. You need to get jerky in your loved one's stocking. Maybe you need jerky for yourself while you're wrapping presents. Go to righteousfelon.com Use that promo code stove 15 for a discount. S T O V E one five, um, to get your discount, go find your favorite flavors. Mine is bootlegging barbecue. I uh, love me some soul survivor teriyaki, uh, barbecue, or excuse me, the Korean barbecue. Um, and then the uh, teriyaki balboa is really good. Uh, the bourbon franklin's really good. The fowl capone's really good. I'm telling you, so many good flavors. You got to go try it for yourself um, there at righteousfelon.com. Uh, tune in Monday night for the sports stove local hour. If you like college sports, um, you're going to like Monday's show. Uh, I encourage you to show, tune man. in. And as we talk with college athletes and get just stories, even if you don't follow EKU, which not a lot of people do. Um, Hey, I'm telling you, you'll enjoy it Monday. So tune in Monday at eight. Um, I should be at eight. Uh, we're working on that, but follow us on uh, social media at sports stove on Twitter and Instagram. We'll put more information about that show as we get everything confirmed and ready to go, uh, from there. Uh, all right, dad, any more closing thoughts?
0: Nope. I think that'll do it. And, um, we've got another exciting week coming up in the NFL and it'll be interesting. You know, we'll, we'll know more of the picture in college football next week. So
1: yes, we will. Yeah. Lots to talk about next Wednesday. Make sure you're here and ready to go at eight o'clock for that show as well. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of the sports stove podcast until next time. We'll see you around the sports stove.